right, let's do a quick check of the weather headlines. You need an umbrella today. Oh, okay, that's useful. Level 5 atmospheric river and bomb cyclones team up with California in their targets. Hmm, I wonder which one I'll read first. Welcome to What Is It About the Weather, a podcast where we explore the many ways that weather intertwines itself into our lives. I'm your host, Mark Jelanek, and this week we're going to be talking a little bit about weather headlines, whether they're useful or maybe they're not. Something to ponder. Before then, I hope your weather week is going well, and I'm not going to mention what is it about the weather.com slash survey. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to ask you to go take that survey if you haven't already. Just know I'll be talking about it soon. So if you haven't, you still got a couple, maybe a week. I think this will be, I don't know, maybe one more time. But close, I promise. I'm going to stop talking about it. Blue versus gray. I've had that going on with my fall. Had some warmer days, but, you know, so I had, I had kind of the gray sky. But the warmer days brought a front through that kind of cleared things out. So it was warm, then it got cold again. Nice. It was crisp, you know, to the point where I could go in and, pull out a different blanket to sit under and things like that. Kind of cool, which was pleasant. I do think my fall has been a little more, and I haven't really analyzed this. It's felt more extended in that maybe I'm imagining it. When I look at the colors, we had a batch of like trees that changed, and then it seemed to slow down again such that I have some bald trees out there that have lost all their leaves. And then things the same, everything else seemed to say green for a while. And now we're getting another batch. But I don't know. I have not had a vibrant fall where I am. If you like fall, which you know I do, I hope that you have had that. Do you, do you like fall? I mean, I know a lot of people see fall as kind of going into winter. But I enjoy it. I enjoy it for the temperature change. I'm actually recording wearing a long sleeve shirt today, which I can't remember the last time. I mean, it has been months since I've done that. But. I think even people who maybe aren't fans of winter, if they could isolate fall, maybe they would. Maybe they'd put it aside and say, yeah, I actually do enjoy it for some of the rings you mentioned or, or your own, you know, whatever it is. I hope you do. I was reminded with the coming blue skies how much I love those piercing blue skies that come with the change in seasons. And we've talked a little bit before about and it's probably been a while, about why that is. And I was reading an article that I'm going to put a link to in the show notes that, that added something to it that I hadn't really considered before. But we kind of talked about the idea of scattering and how wavelengths, all this comes into play, me scattering, Rayleigh scattering, et cetera, in determining why we have a blue sky. And actually our eyes play a role in that too because theoretically, all things being considered, it's really closer to a violet sky. And there are insects out there. And I did, a, I think, a little video short about this a long, long time ago about how other creatures may see more of a violet sky, whereas we see the blue. It's just where our eyes are designed for is picking up that blue hue. Not to say that the sky isn't blue. I'm just saying that we're more attuned to that color than the violet. And in addition to scattering, you, this time of year, as the sun angle goes lower, and it actually does, it plays in conjunction with the scattering, it changes how the blue, the emphasis of the blue gets to us specifically. 
lower humidities or, or lower levels of atmospheric moisture means you're getting less potential haze or, or cloud influence as well. So it's not being lightened up or, you know, you don't have that whitewashing influence sort of thing. But there's also this idea, and I and this was the part I hadn't thought about, that fall colors actually make that blue sky look more blue. And that may be why it stands out during the fall season more than the winter, even though some of these other things are still in play. And it has to do with the idea that greens, when we see greens against the blue sky, whether it's pine trees or, you know, trees that leaves do change color for us, when you're looking through green and that's against the backdrop, the blue doesn't look as vivid. And this has to do with the spectrum and where they fit color family-wise, okay? So green and blue are kind of in this, what we call the cool family and you'll see them a lot of times used in conjunction on color bars and stuff because they, they just kind of flow from one to another and they don't stand out to one another, but the other colors do. So the fall colors of the, the reds and the oranges and the yellows are truly a contrast and make the blue sky maybe pop a little bit more. And again, maybe why it's more prominent in fall versus when you get to winter and it's, you know, you don't have those contrasting colors. I don't know. It was an interesting thing. Read the article. It's a short read if you're interested. And then you can talk about your friends. You can introduce them to a new part of it. And you, know, you can mention things like Rayleigh scattering to really impress them with your knowledge, but then speak about the color spectrum and the role it plays. I am curious. This is a non, so th there's two questions for you this week. One, do you like fall? Just fall the season, not, not it's mixing other things. But another one was, did your listening habits change during COVID? So I've, I've come across a couple things. Was able to connect with good friend and supporter of the podcast. This was my first, what I would call non-immediate family, close-knit circle connection in the, since COVID. Right. Somebody that, you know, doesn't live in the same city with me that I connected with that it wasn't, you know, an, an absolute thing that we actually agreed to get together. He was going to be in town. We got together. It was great. But we were talking about one of the things we talked about amongst many, many other things was how listening habits change during COVID as we've gone from commuting to not commuting. And I've heard it happen or impact things both ways. So I know my habits did. So there was a show that I didn't listen to as much during that time that I've started listening to more again as I've been doing things, not necessarily a commute, but I've had situations where I've been kind of away from, you know, my desk or my normal setup for a period of time that that length of show is conducive to. And they were mentioning that they have had a fall in listeners because people are going back to commute. So I don't know how much is your, did your listening habits change? Did you find new shows? Did you stop listening to this one and you started listening to it again or vice versa? Just be curious. You can let me know what is about the weather at gmail.com. Of course, you can find me on Twitter. You can find the podcast on Twitter. Me, I'm at Mark underscore Jelonic on Twitter. I'd be interested in your thoughts because I'm always, these are things I like to understand. You know, it's more of me understanding the human side of, of things about how much the subtle parts or what I can almost consider background state changed in different scenarios. This influences not only my curiosity, but also influences, again, the type of content that I create and what I'm looking to do, as I mentioned. 
there's some new stuff coming and it might influence how I shape that in addition to things like the survey and other feedback I've gotten from people. So let me know. Do. If you got a minute, give me a chance. Give me some info. All right, let's talk headlines. Those little blurbs, right? Those little short things. And we get them all the time. You can get them in, in an audio format. Maybe if you're listening to the radio or watching some TV in the background, news stories. But a lot of times it's written. And I'm going to focus more on written headlines, although I do think, you know, little snippet things that drive you somewhere, it's similar. But, but if, I don't know, even people who go to visual things, and, and this can be watching the news, it can be watching something on TV, it can be watching something like TikTok or other, YouTube or something else. A lot of times we get thrown headlines. I know I get little notifications from TikTok. Installed it on my phone, have yet to actually use it yet. But once or twice a day, it throws something up there that's it's a tease, if you will. And I don't really consider TikTok headlines. And, and let me differentiate here. I mean, even the title I put on the podcast, I don't consider that a headline. And as you know, I kind of use, I may use a title that's kind of, it's to spark a, hmm, what are what he's going to talk about. But I don't consider what I do news or pieces of information. And because we're kind of a long format, it, I don't get hung up on that sort of thing. And sometimes I think, yeah, I'm being creative and, oh, that's a, that's a pun way of saying something. But there are other podcasts that think about this a lot and they think about it in the context of a headline-like thing. They're trying to draw you in. But I think we've gotten to a point with headlines, and, and again, I'm thinking more of you're going to get a short piece of information, something that's only going to last you. you know, it's either going to be a short read, like it's an article, it's going to be a short watch, like a video, or a short little audio thing. And I get both. Sometimes I think a headline is clever or useful, and other times I think they're far from it. Okay, and, and we'll go through some examples of that. But there was some stuff that came up weather-wise specifically, and one of them was related to kind of the one I teased with in the beginning of the show, related to atmospheric rivers and bomb cyclones and that sort of thing that I started thinking through, you know, where are we with this stuff and what did that headline do? What did that headline achieve and was it really achieving their goal? Now, if you went to that site and you read their story or you read their thing, it probably achieved their goal, right? Because in the end, and there are very few exceptions to this, most of the things where headlines are associated are created by agencies and organizations that want you to go view it in return for there being some sort of revenue exchange. And that can be something as simple as ad revenue, but it could be they want you to buy a product or a service or whatever it is. Right? But we get them in all aspects of our lives, right? It can be something as simple as news. We get them in, it can be politics, it can be sports, it can be business. Doesn't really matter. I mean, there was I had a funny one this week that reminded me of even how news aggregators, which most of us use, and I don't care where you're getting your news from, most of us use some sort of thing now that kind of brings in information from a variety of sources. And I use a couple of them in my day, but you know, you may use it through a social platform like a Facebook who aggregates some of your stuff. You could use it through a Twitter or something similar, or you may use something like Google News or any other thing that brings things together. Flipboard is another common one where people are a little more engaged in setting up the sources they want to use. Variety of tools out there that you can use, or you may just use a simple news source where you let them dictate it again. 
But generally, it's not usually just one topic we're interested in. We've got a lot of things that are important to us. So we're throwing all those things in together, right? And one came up that was, this was the literal headline that showed up. And, and I think I was in Google at the time. So it was a Google news feed. And it said, Atlanta restaurants, colon, five locations, a 24-hour automat Brooklyn dumping shop are opening in Atlanta. And then it was like, then it said where the source was. So this was an article written, I think, by Eater Atlanta. So again, it's the source, what it is. And I'm thinking to myself, dumping stations. Are they just giving you lots of food? What's going on? I, you know, I've, I've heard, I had heard the name of the chain. I didn't know they were a dumping station. And I went and looked at the article itself. And dumping turned to dumpling, right? Very different. It is a restaurant that basically, you know, does Asian cuisine and they're going to open some locations in Atlanta. Now, that's a typo that's problematic. And I was trying to figure out, well, what happened, right? How did that happen? And so I pulled up the HTML code. I know most people aren't going to do that. And I saw in the title there was a typo. So there's actually a little thing within most, most websites that have, we have these little brackets of information, right? And there's little identifiers as to what each thing's supposed to be. We have them with the podcast, too, as an example. So I, have the, I put specific things in there. What's the title? What are the categories? What's a little short snippet thing? All those things go into it. And so you have it with, with like audio files itself where I put in you know, the name of the show, what episode it is. But I have it in the feed where the, some of that additional information comes. So it's in all, all parts of things that most of the time, it's not like these aggregators go out and read what's going on and give you the title. Or, or try to extrapolate the title, it's within the code. So that person who generated it, either they did a typo because they were typing it themselves, something happened, right? Maybe they made a correction and forgot to resave the title. Any case, it appeared wrong. Eventually it was fixed. Someone saw the error of their ways and fixed that code in the background, it took care of that. But that was just one example, and I see them in weather all the time, and I've had a few recently that kind of played into that I'm going to give you some examples because it got me to thinking about what should weather headlines be okay but let's hit the one that was related to kind of the one I teased in the beginning a monster so monster was in you know secondary quotes coming this weekend colon bomb cyclone, comma, atmospheric river to blast Western U.S., right? So it's trying to give you some descriptive terms that tell you what these things are going to do. And I had another one came up that was actually in an email. It said, a Guam tornado? Question mark. For, for those that don't know, Guam is an island in the Pacific. The, the likelihood of tornadoes is pretty slim. It doesn't mean it can't happen. But it was, again, to be provo provocative, to try to get you to read what was going on and what they were talking about. And then I had another one that was, what's up with the quiet Atlantic? Tropical activity? Question mark. And I'm like, okay. So in each of these cases, I went and looked at the content. And I had problems with the headlines versus what was in the content. Now, sometimes it, it's just the headline doesn't really relate to the content. And this can happen for a variety of reasons. Someone writes a title, and by the time they get to it, it's not played out the same way, and they don't change the title. Sometimes it uses words that don't make sense, 
right? So, I, and I get into these things, like when someone's talking about bomb, bomb cyclones or atmospheric rivers, the reader may or may not know what those are. So that may compel somebody to never bother looking at it, but they use blast Western U.S. maybe to draw someone in who's not looking at it otherwise. And the Guam tornado thing, like I said, it was it was sent to a bunch of meteorologists, so I'm not really too worried about that because most of the people are going to understand the context of why it was delivered. Okay. But the one about quiet tropical activity in the Atlantic, I went and read the story, and it just seemed out of tune with what the headline was. It was like not necessarily an explanation, just that, you know, we're not at the end of the season yet. Don't forget that. And it could just be that we're hitting low, but it didn't necessarily explain why it was quiet, which is, you know, when I read that headline, that's what I was anticipating, right? I expected it to be a little bit more about why we were in a quiet phase, okay? Or was there some explanation for it? So keep in mind that with big news sources back in the day, most, peop- most of the time headlines were, that were written weren't written by the person who actually wrote the content of the article. Now, there's still places that play that way, but a lot of times now more and more people who write the content also write the headline. And it plays out in news feeds. It even plays out in research and and. Just to kind of provide that context, when a researcher writes a a scientific peer-reviewed article, a lot of times the content, in theory, to someone who's not in the field is going to be boring, as it should be, because it it should cover in depth what was the findings and why they're relevant, but also how the process played out. And for most people, they're not going to have an interest in going through all that. And for a lot of topics... There's going to be maybe, even if they're important in the grand scheme of scientific knowledge, for everyday life, people may, it, it just may not relate. So people at universities whose job it has been traditionally to take the new findings and turn it into a newsworthy story often have to kind of shuffle that game, right? You know, what what's intriguing? Why is it intriguing? How might I spin it in a way that, you know, Joe, everybody, all of us out there, are going to be interested in it. And again, this can even happen for me as somebody who plays in a, a realm of science that when it's a science that doesn't, you know, hit me on a daily basis or weekly basis, that would pique my interest in going and looking at it. Maybe it's something to do with medicine or maybe it's something to do with, you know, some other aspect, computer technology. And it's probably not a good one to me, but there's a lot of aspects about computer technology that I don't really care about the nuts and bolts behind the scenes. I do find it interesting, but it's not something I'm going to be following all the time. So it's really going to have to be a unique sort of thing to, to be of something of interest. So what's the right answer? And what I got to thinking was, should any of these headlines exist? Now, headlines can be wrong. They can be irrelevant. They can be misleading. All right. They can be political when they shouldn't be. They can be a recap. I've seen more of that, and I, and I find them useful. There, there's a couple of places like Yahoo's kind of gotten big into this, right? That they reprint more or less an article from some other source that, Maybe you don't have access to because there's a paywall and they give you a little context around it, but it's almost like a reprint of that information. So maybe it's useful because you get access to stuff you wouldn't otherwise. But are the headlines really useful? 
And I really thought what would be interesting, it's the same with weather, is too often I think the weather headlines themselves, when it, when it has to do with trying to get you to act, which is what I think most weather information should do, right? It should be useful in terms of, do I carry an umbrella today, right? Or do I make some decision about this weekend? Headlines and the stories that are shared often maybe don't coincide, but they're trying to drive you to a site. So they use these strong words like blast or you know bomb cyclones or things that may or may not mean anything to you. And I started to wonder whether it's not just weather headlines, maybe in other aspects of our lives, a good headline system would be what if we taught the artificial intelligence that we're using for so many other things to read through the story instead of just pulling it up and doing a thing, read through the story and give it a headline, just what it would say. This is a story about X or the story is, you know, Y and put in there maybe even a precursor that tells you whether it's one of those things. So is it a political story? Is it an opinion story? Is it an informative? Is it a call to action so that you could just sort all these things and say, okay, right now I'm in the mode of what is it that I need to be doing for my day, planning my day. And I really don't want to get distracted by all these other articles that might pull me in with the idea that it's going to drive me and give me some information to do something important in my day. But by the time I get there, it's useless. And like I said, I think it's relevant for weather that I wish, I wish when there's you know, when I look at all the weather stories out there and all the ones that I read during the day or during the week, there's five to 10% that I think everybody should read, but I think too often they don't get to those because they get mixed up in all these other ones that may or may not be useful to what they're doing, right? And they might be intriguing. They might be something that person wants to go back to, but would you, would you find headlines more interesting if what they did was this told you precisely what the article was about as opposed to just trying to get you to go there and gave you some information about whether it was just an educational piece or call to action or if it was an opinion piece or a political piece or whatever it was. I don't know. Food for thought. Let me know your thoughts. Because I'm kind of curious. I'd like it to prompt us to do the right things. I know it's not going to change, but wow, what if it was a grading system? And the more often your headline was graded as accurate to the story, your content got favored more. Yeah, again, it would play it would be a new way to play the game, but might it drive more honesty in the headlines or drive a different type of headline writing? I don't know. But with all this technology we have out there today, maybe it could be something useful. But in the meantime, the next time you see anything that says Category 6 that pops up in your feed, just remember, there's much more to weather than the weather itself. <laughs>